Lord. Really good to be here. And I know that God has got good things for us tonight because he told me he does. And he told me that he loves you. And he told me that some of you don't know that yet. And he told me that he wants to just love on you tonight and show you that he is the light of the world. He is the hope of the world. Isn't that cool? God is so good. You know, I grew up in a Presbyterian church. Come on, who are my fellow Presbys? Yeah, come on. Oh, I've got a few of you. Yay. Must be all Southlanders, Dunedin kind of people. Are we? Oh, we are too. <laughs> yes, we are strong. The force is strong in the South. <laughs> um, but when I was... Um, yeah, when I was 10, I got sent off to a, a camp because I think my mum wanted a break and uh, <laughs> sought me out, went to a Christian camp and um, and I did have an encounter with God at, at 10 years old and it was really amazing. But I kind of fell away because uh, the Presbyterian church that we were going to kind of had a bit of a... Uh, but there was a bit of a problem with the church and, and, and our family stopped attending church. And then anyway, I, why am I telling you all this? The Holy Spirit, right. Um, anyway, I had another encounter later on as a teenager, really mostly around one of my best friends uh, passing away of leukemia at a very young age of 18, 19. And at that point in my life, I really just decided, oh, I didn't want, you know, we, we actually don't know how long we've got. And sometimes we think we've got a long time and we don't. <laughs> and uh, beautiful, healthy, you know, 17, 18-year-old, and then she wasn't. And at that point, I really uh, recommitted my life to the Lord. And I said, God, I, I want you to use me. I want you to put me through whatever it takes because I want to be a mature Christian and I want to serve you. I want to follow you with my whole life. And as part of that, I really was seeking for options to grow in God. And so um, through a whole series of events, I ended up going to a place called Youth of the Mission. Now, this is uh, like a training, a mission training organization. Who's heard of Youth of the Mission? Yeah, YWAM they call it. Young Women After Men. <laughs> or youth without any money. <laughs> There's another one. Both were quite true. <laughs> anyway, I went off to the other side of the world. I, God only knows how I got to the Netherlands of all places because YWAM's all around the world. And so somehow I was drawn to the Netherlands. And uh, I went off for five months uh, to the Netherlands, ended up staying five years and coming home with this handsome young man. Yes, younger man. Does that make me a... <laughs> Yeah, but look, I mean, he's grey. I mean, come on. <laughs> so um, we've just recently returned, yesterday, actually, from three and a half weeks in Europe and Indonesia, as Gideon's already said. Now, the reason I went to Europe was to follow God. 
I had no intention of trying to find a man there because I actually already had five suitors here. <laughs> that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Um, <clears throat> but my heart was, to, I really wanted to go for God. Because my friend had died and I saw life is really short and we need to grab, grab at what God has for us. And I was really serious about chasing after God. I was really serious about hiding myself in God. I was really serious, very, very serious about pursuing the things of God in my life. And I really didn't want to fluff around and, and muck around. And I didn't want to be a Sunday Christian. I didn't want to just, you know, do the stuff, the silly stuff. I didn't want to do any of that. And um, even to the point that me and a friend who led me to the Lord, who now comes to this church, Rose, for those of you who know, she led me to the Lord, led me back to the Lord as a teenager. We got branded the holies <laughs> because we didn't want to do some of the youth kind of stuff that normal youth did in that time and and because we sung up the front and we raised our hands. So we were branded the holies, which was kind of funny because we weren't really holy. <laughs> but anyway, um, what we were was we were hungry for God. And the thing is, when we're hungry for God, He takes us seriously. He takes us seriously. And we were questioning. We wanted to know more of what God had for us. We were being drawn. We were being pulled into something that we didn't quite understand. But we just knew that there was a tug on our hearts that we needed to follow after. And I believe that there's people in this room who are feeling that exact same thing. You're here, but you don't really know why you're here. You're hungry, but you don't really know for what. You kind of got a vague idea that it's something about God, but you don't really know what about God. But God wants to speak to you tonight. Because he is alive. He's not just a story that you grew up with. He's not just someone that you can pick and choose and, you know, is like a glorified Father Christmas. He is the living God. He loves you. He saw you before you were born. He saw you in your mother's womb. He created you. He made you incredibly unique. He knows everything that there is to know about you. He's concerned about every detail that you are concerned about. And yeah, he wants to see you walking in that place with him where it is just glorious. Yeah. <laughs> God is calling several of you here tonight into a personal relationship with him. And not just, you know, a relationship where you call out when somebody's, you know, in trouble or you know, you've got a flat tire and you're sitting beside the highway and no way of getting any help. Or something goes wrong in your life. Your relationship breaks down. 
you lose your job, or something terrible happens. It's not that. It's a relationship with a person whose name is hope, whose name is truth. And the questions and the things that you've been looking for in your life, the many questions that you've had about your life, about what is this all about? He knows the answers to that. He knows. He knows your questions. And he has answers. He is actually the answer. Yeah, and so I feel like tonight I just want to say that because I feel that there is an opportunity for many of you to come into a relationship with a living God tonight. That he is calling you. He's been drawing you over a period of weeks, months, years. He's been wanting to get your attention. And from time to time you felt this nudge and you've noticed a pattern You've noticed something, you've noticed uh, something that's been, oh, that's a coincidence. No, that was God. That was God wanting to get your attention. That was God wanting to say, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, my son. I'm here, my daughter. I wasn't going to say any of that, but that's good, isn't it? See, it was Samuel's fault because he started it because he led the song that was part of my call to go to the Netherlands in the first place. Glorify. (laughs) Can I say it? (laughs) Glorify thy name in all the earth. God used that song very powerfully in my life to get my attention, to take me further. And I went off to the Netherlands, as I said, and God took me around the world. And I didn't know that God was going to take me around the world with that because the thing is I just went and I wanted to just surrender my gifts. Yes, I could play the piano. Yes, I could do things. But I didn't know that God was going to ignite those things on my life. So when we come and we bring our gifts and our talents and abilities and we surrender them to God, He ignites them. And I had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Was I the best piano player? Nope. Best looking. (laughs) Maybe then. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the best really at anything, but what I was, was I was surrendered. And because I was surrendered, God opened doors for me and provided opportunities for me that I just thought and I never dreamed in my imagination that I would have those opportunities. Because when we get the gifts and abilities that, by the way, He's given you, and we surrender them to Him, He's able to do the most extraordinary, miraculous things. And it's amazing. My life's been amazing with God. If your life is boring, then it's not surrendered fully to the Holy Spirit. Because when you're fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that there is nothing boring about the godly man's life, that it's fully exciting. 
And my life has been fully exciting, especially with Gideon. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, we have to make fun sometimes, don't we? But what does it look like for you to walk in your God-appointed, God-anointed life? What would that look like? What would it look like for you to follow after God in every dimension of your life? Because I can tell you that, is it easy? No, no, not easy. You want an easy life? I don't know what you do to get an easy life. <laughs> no such thing as an easy life. Thank you, Glenda, I agree. But if you want to have a fulfilled and satisfying life, you follow after God. Yes. You follow God. Yes. You bring your life to him and you say, Lord, my life, God, my life's not working. Take my life. Come into my life. Change me. And do what you need to do in my life. Fill me. See, the thing is, um, I'm completely stuffed because I have no idea where I am. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit about, no, 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 just leave it there. <laughs> it's my security blanket. <laughs> I just feel comforted that there's something there. <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to talk about what kind of a church are we becoming? Full of fire, sacrificial, sold out for Jesus, radically obedient, fully devoted, passionate, prayerful. <laughs> We've been talking about um, Luke and Gina, who are our international pastors. They've arrived this morning from Malaysia. They're, they're relocating to come and serve here. It has been heart-wrenching for them, leaving their home, leaving their church, that they've served faithfully for 40 years. Have you got the kind of devotion and devoted life that you would move countries to pursue your God-given assignment? Move countries? Move jobs? Move cities. Move suburbs. <laughs> Come on, Hen. <laughs> Give me a yeah. Yeah, I said this morning, you know, um, <clears throat> it's really become a revelation for me that um, actually just recently that you know, if you were coming along tonight and, and hoping that you were going to just have us come and, you know, tell you you're great, you are great, <clears throat> and comfort you, you'll be comforted. God bless you. Um, and hold your hand. Well, Gideon loves holding people's hands. Um, but I've come to the realisation that Gideon and I are sort of more apostolic, prophetic and uh, so we, our assignment is to empower you, to activate you, bless you to go. Not everybody, please. <laughs> but some of you, <laughs> some of you will go. And part of the trip that we've 
been on, why I started talking about YWAM in the first place was I went back, we went back for the 50th anniversary of YWAM being established in the Netherlands. And uh, it was the 40th anniversary for us. And Gideon and I got to play like we did 40 years ago. Yeah, we didn't. Our last rehearsal was 35 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got to lead worship there again, which was awesome. And there was about oh, over 2,000 people there for the reunion. And I just looked out at one point and I just thought, 40 years later, I went as a 21-year-old. We didn't have internet, we didn't have email, we didn't have FaceTime, we didn't have anything like that. It took three weeks for a letter to get there and it cost an arm and a leg to call home. But I was passionate for Jesus. And 40 years later, standing on that stage back in the Netherlands, couple of weeks ago and I looked out over the hungry hearts of many many young people who are taking up the baton and they're running they're running they're running with what God has for them and I just got so excited because I thought wow it was so life-changing for me it's going to be so life-changing for them as well how cool is that and then we went to Indonesia for nine days. Now, um, our itinerary said that we were going to Bali for a couple of days, so we, we, our expectation was, well, Bali, beach, right? right. That, that would be a, you know, good expectation. No! <laughs> we didn't do any of that. We had two hours on Thursday morning at the pool and, and Gideon sat with his face in the sun. <laughs> But, you know, what the thing was, we ended up on this assignment. We went um, with a, a couple from our church, Kuswandi and Bessie Young, and they wanted to be spirit-led. And so we ended up going to all these places and meeting all these people that were just utterly divine appointments, not divine as in delicious divine, but divine as in holy divine, and ended up being utterly delicious too because the food in Indonesia is amazing. <laughs> but it was a time that God just led us from person to person. They asked us to prophesy over everything that had a pulse, <laughs> was stretching, but it was also amazing. And oh, have we got some photos? We can let's let's show, let's show some pretty pictures. Okay, this is Gideon. This is one of the churches we preached in. Now, they had not, I don't think they'd ever had an international speaker. Oh, since COVID, right. Three, four years. They'd also had no salvations in their church for three, four years. And we, we had 11, 11 salvations, and they were like, amazing. But, you know, that was, that was very cool. So that's Gideon. Trying to shorten a man. <laughs> now these people, these beautiful people. Uh, so Kuswandi from the this going from this right. 
<laughs> I needed to hold up my left hand to get left. Um, right is Kuswandi, B.C. Young, and then we've got this amazing woman called Henny. Now, Henny is going to be preaching here on, on the morning service only, uh, 16th of July. She has got 1.2 million followers on YouTube. She's, she is an influencer, this woman. 20 years ago, she had this heart to, to reach out to disadvantaged children. And she started 85 feeding and medical centres. Uh, she's training, she's feeding over 10,000 people a week. Every day. Every, oh, every day. Um, <coughs> currently, we visited the Jakarta place. Have we, have we got um, the photo with us with kids, a whole bunch of kids? Yeah, that one. So this room full of kids, they've come from all different areas of Indonesia, very, very disadvantaged, and, but look at them. They've been given shelter, they've been given food, they've been given an excellent education. This is a room full of Daniels. These guys are just next level. And you know what? I just sat and bawled and bawled and bawled. They did this, this welcome for us, and as part of it... They sang um, Faithfulness. Which one? No, 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 no. The, the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. One of those girls. I couldn't stop crying because I know what kind of background that wee girl had come from. This is... See the wee boy, just keep it there on that slide for a minute. See the wee boy with the V-neck yellow in between the other two boys? His name's Luca. Luca's, Luca comes from a very, very poor place. He doesn't have parents. And a lot of these kids don't have parents. A lot of these kids have been left on the doorstep. Um, but Luca, he wants to be a pastor when he grows up. He loves music. He said, I want to sing you a song. He sang me a song. <laughs> I, just about, I just about imploded. I, it was just the most incredible thing. So these kids are being fed. Oh, i got the same pants on. Hello. <laughs> um, can we go to the next one? And this is Gideon and Gideon. <laughs> Gideon wanted a photo because... This was another Gideon, so, uh, and he's, yeah, an, an extraordinary young man. Um, can we go to the next slide? What else have we got in there? This is another uh, another uh, kind of orphanage school that we went to. This was this is our first day in Indonesia. Look at our red cheeks. It was so hot. And this is where they house the kids. Uh, I think they've got 35 kids at the moment, but there was another 10 coming um this is this is just containers shipping containers put together and it's blooming hot in them <laughs> very hot so they they sleep there they educate them they they've brought them from all different places um and this is the team making it happen it was extraordinary very very moving yes one 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 of those, one of the small boys, he was like this big, he must have been like eight, I think. 
he recited the full Psalm 91. How many? It's love. Yep. Yep. How many scripture verses can you recite? Can you recite a verse? Who can recite a verse? Who can, who can remember a verse? Who can remember a chapter? Whoa. Okay, one in the room. These guys are amazing. Did I have any other more photos? Oh, that's speaking to those kids. Yeah, can move on. Another one? Oh, this is back in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, that's me and my... That was in my old happy place. Yeah. But I want to just read to you to wrap up. Because how long have I spoken for? <laughs> I don't even know. In Matthew it says, For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Now I believe that God is the hope of the world. He offers a life of hope to all, to everybody in this room, to everybody that you've just seen on that screen. In fact, the name of Jesus, it's the name of Jesus that has brought and still brings hope to generations of people around the world. Jesus is the hope of the world. But he uses us as his hands and feet. John says, I am the light of the world. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. As I finish up, I just want to reflect on the fact that when we submit our lives and when we surrender our lives fully to Jesus, he takes us and, and, and we we end up doing extraordinary things. Now, I never thought I would get to go to places like Indonesia or all the other many, many places I've got to go and minister. It was incredible. We went to Bali. I started to tell you this, didn't I? I told the morning congregation this. Went to Bali. We thought we were going to sit at the beach. <laughs> but the people that took us Every time we went somewhere, they said, okay, can you prophesy over everybody in the room? Well, that was a challenge. But it was amazing how faithful God is, how He loved every single person enough to give us something to encourage them with. 
and many words of knowledge. There's several times where people said, did so-and-so tell you about me? And I said, I've never met you. I don't even know who you are. But God used it because He loves people. He loves you. He loves these kids. And we get to partner with Him. And when we partner with the things that are on His heart, He just breathes His Ruach. He breathes His Spirit on us and empowers us to do things that we can't do in the natural. So one of the places that we went in Bali um, was this coffee shop. And we ended up praying for a young Hindu girl because she'd had really bad pain in her leg for two years and hadn't slept for the last three nights. And the, and the people there said, well, not a Christian, would you pray for her? Well, we, we laid hands on her. We prayed for her. She was instantly healed. The pain instantly left her. And I don't know who was more surprised, she or the people who asked us to pray, well, we, (laughs) you know. But she was instantly healed and she started crying and and she was so happy. And she said, I can't believe it. And the people who had asked us to pray said, we can't believe it. What just happened? And um, ended up just saying, you know, Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is your healer. It's not us. We didn't do anything. We just did what God asked us to do, and that's to lay hands on the sick and to pray. And he did something miraculous. As part of that, then, we were able to explain to her that Jesus loved her and that he wanted to give his life to her. Just like the great exchange that we're going to go to here. This is the table of amazing exchange. His life, our life for His. And as we come to the communion table, we celebrate. That girl did invite Jesus into her life. We were all amazed and so happy. And God took us And our weakness, and he did something miraculous. And I just want to say to you tonight, God can do miracles in and through you also. The communion table is a miracle. It's really a miracle. And there might be people in here tonight who've never actually given their heart to Jesus. They've never actually given over their life to Jesus. But you've you've felt Him pulling at you. You felt Him nudging you. You felt Him calling you. And tonight as we bow our heads and close our eyes, I just want to give an opportunity to anybody in this room who is not yet come into that relationship with Jesus, but would like to tonight. I'd just like to give you that opportunity to take up that invitation tonight. And if that's something that you want to do, would you please put your hand up so I can see? Nobody else is looking, just me. 
at this point. And I invite you into this relationship, personal relationship with a God who loves you, who loves the world. Thank you. And has a bright future for you. And as we do that, we're just going to pray together. Thank you, God, that you came. Thank you that you came to save the world. Thank you that you came to uh, forgive us for our selfishness. Thank you that you came to give us your life. And tonight, I just want to pray and ask your blessing, Lord, as that great exchange takes place. Lord, I know that as we give our lives to you, as we surrender our lives to you, you take it and you do extraordinary things. And our life is never the same again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And now uh, I'd like to invite you up to to take communion. And uh, just want to pray as I do that too. Just want to pray for God's light, for His hope to be part of your life so powerfully. That you surrender your life to the point that you go on this great adventure, this great God adventure. And He takes your life and does wondrous things. Yeah. Lord, would you do your stuff? Would you do what only you can do, Lord? And I thank you for the biggest miracle of all, which is salvation. I thank you for your healing miracles. And I thank you for creative miracles. And I thank you for the miracle of your death and your resurrection. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the body of Jesus. Would you bless this time now in Jesus' name? Amen.